0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, just use that one today. Um,
0: how do I get that one? How do I get people in it? Um, send it to Dusty, text it to me, and I'll update everything right now as well. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Cool. Just use right, that cool. one today. Um. So send you that. How in. do I get? How do I get people in it? Uh, um, send it to Dusty, text it to me, and I'll update everything right now as well. Uh, Everyone watching, if you are watching, I apologize. Uh, As usual, technical difficulties. I swear to fuck, I'm going to figure this out one day. Uh, Copy invite link. So you want me to send the invite link to you? Yes, please. All right. All right. I'm going to send that via Messenger on Facebook. I swear to fuck, I'm going to figure this out one day. Actually, no. I'm going to send it on Instagram. I was about to say I'll send it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. All right, cool, I'll send it there. All right, I'm I'm gonna send it All to right, thanks man. Yeah, no problem. All right, I am um, sending there. that to you now. Yeah, to you now. Send it. I think you've got to all say I'll right. send it there. Alright, i gonna send it there. All right, thanks man. No problem.
2: All right, I am sending that to you now. all right.
0: There. All right, everyone. Like I said, technical difficulties as usual. I'm figuring this out. Kyle from Reinventing is helping me figure this out. So here we are. All right, everyone. Like I said, oh, let me go ahead and close this other window out. I'm figuring this out. Kyle from Reinventing is helping me figure this out. So here we are. Okay, now everyone cannot hear me.
3: All right. Um
0: So, if you are watching, once again, apologies. Uh, I swear I'm going to figure out this technology stuff one day. Um, It's so easy when I'm on the phone with somebody, and then sooner or later it turns into a shit show. Uh, Dusty is going to be in here soon because we're sending out a new link. Um, Actually, let me send
3: them... Okay. okay paste and send What did you do? Ah, y'all. Um, there we go. We got Dusty in here. Hello, my friend. Hello. How are you?
0: Um.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I try to figure these things out and I don't do the best job. And then I figure them out like enough. And so you know, you know.
2: Oh,
3: I know. I definitely know. But I, I'm getting closer. Uh. <laughs> I, I think that's
1: admirable.
0: You know, I'm getting uh, admirable,
2: so
1: every week, a little, every a little week, further along,
0: a little little further along, but um, <laughs> the technologically, the technologically situation. I <laughs> know. You know, Andy, I was I was just about messaging you on Instagram telling you uh, what the what the new link is.
4: Because, I did that thing where I turned it off and turned it back on again, and it seemed to work.
0: Well, see what happened was I started this Zoom meeting the way I thought I was supposed to, and uh, then I had this whole thing started and live streamed, but it wasn't like the right one. So, I don't fucking know, man. Maybe, just maybe next week, this will be the way. Um, So, excited about this. Cool. Google Calendar has been updated with the right link for people to join. So, hi, everyone again. Here we are. And I see we have your same daughter in the background, who yeah, may have cool. enjoyed the conversation last time or something. I don't know. A little bit. All right, all right. She's
4: not cute today, so she's all kinds mm. of amped.
0: Mmm. What'd you do on her? I wanted to
3: show
0: it? Yeah.
4: It's not done yet, but... We have to get the kids
0: off the bus. Typical artist. It's not done yet. So, you know, I've got to explain why I don't like it. No, that's fucking rad. Thank you. Hell yeah.
3: That's fucking sick.
4: It's three butterflies for her three children. You know, the basic white girl thing. (laughs) I
1: I want you all to know know that that I
4: cannot
1: cannot ever see a butterfly tattoo in the rest of my life for years now without immediately in my head singing, Butterfly in the sky. I
3: can go twice as high.
1: Uh, And then I really want to watch Reading Rainbow, so.
0: (laughs) I love that. Honestly, what it made me think of was (laughs) that meme going around where the bird got the guy's arms tattooed on his wings. Yes. I
4: saw that.
0: (laughs) I love that. Not really related, but it's still awesome. Well, hell yeah. Nice to see you again. What's your daughter's name again? Tessa. Tessa. Nice to see you again. i in the chat. Oh, you. Oh,
4: wow, she popped into the chat to tell you I couldn't get on.
0: Oh, yeah. See, I don't have that chat. That's the old one. So, okay. I, I, yeah. Try and write something in the chat now and see, because now I have it up. I swear, man, I'm going to figure this out. I feel like I feel like such an old man with this shit sometimes. It's so frustrating. I think I'm doing good, and then nope. But I mean, that's kind of lifey how you know. You think you're doing good, and then nope. And yes. Then you're doing good.
4: Nope. You think you're not doing good, and then all of a sudden, yay.
0: Right. Right. Totally. Totally. So it's it's a you know it's a weird ride as we know this life thing. Um. So, Dusty, how have you been, my sweet dear? I'm I'm doing okay.
1: Um. I am currently on a Christmas high. Uh, I got the rest of my shopping done today I had the day off work and I forced myself to not book something on my day off Mm. and then uh, yeah I went to finish a couple little Christmas shopping things and that turned into uh, spending about five times as much money as I anticipated because I kept seeing stuff and I'm like ooh so-and-so would like blank and we did secret mm-hmm. Santa at our shop to ensure that we wouldn't just buy for everybody and go overboard. And I bought something for everybody anyways. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was not a bad thing though. Very uh, holiday spirit surging in me now. So I think that's a good thing. I hope.
0: I did.
4: That reminds me, I need you and Robbie to both Instagram message me your addresses. I oh, shall. Enough. I shall.
1: <laughs> I can do that, yeah.
4: Christmas surprises
0: about. I love Christmas surprises. It's a it's a hit, man. Yeah, I just um I just had a lot of Christmas going on because we just went to Universal.
1: Oh, I no. saw your stories. Yeah. I'm jealous. Donna had stressed repeatedly to me, like, no, it's like minimum capacity. And I was like, okay, I've been there on slower days. No, you were there with like 12 people. Yeah, that was bro. it.
2: It was yes. insane.
0: Like, you you don't realize how, how different it is. Like, I don't go to the parks typically on regular days now because, like, like you, you get in at 5 p.m. for this event and just the few hours between 5 p.m. and 7 or 8 is too much for me to handle. So, like, we barely even, like, the first night we went there at, like, 5.30, the second night we went there at, like, 7 because we were just ready to get the fuck out of like, get into the... The regular capacity being diminished because I think it's like ten percent capacity. It's ridiculous how wow little-
1: yeah it was it was so yeah. in your guys' stories and stuff. There was no one there. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like the Harry Potter worlds. So in Hogsmeade, it's a little bit more busy because Hogsmeade is very small, whereas Diagon Alley mm-hmm. and nocturne Alley are pretty big. So like you. You definitely have way more shoulder to shoulder in Hogsmeade. But like when you go to Diagon Alley, it's pretty rad. Uh, It's it's wild. Like I would love to go to Nocturne Alley. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. Honestly, like I haven't been a Harry Potter nerd and I'm really still not one. um, But I enjoy it so much. It's just so much fun. Like you literally do step into the fucking movies. And like when we when we walked down to Diagon Alley this time, it really does look like straight brick wall. And then you turn the corner and you're walking through the brick walls. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that aspect of it until this time. And there's always new things you pick up every time you're there. It's really cool. I, I
1: think it was the third time I was there that I found Nocturne Alley. And it was literally because it's le- pretty legitimately hidden and we happened yeah. to just turn the wrong corner and we're like, oh crap, what's this random alley? And then found like the, the Death Eater stuff at that store and everything. It was super fun.
0: Did you see the little tattoo shop?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, my, my favorite thing ever, and you guys had posted this, uh, I went once in November uh, to a buddy's wedding in Florida and had an extra day. We went to Universal, did all that stuff. The hot butterbeer that they serve like hot chocolate, oof, magic.
0: Bro, so like the first time I went, I fell in love with butterbeer. I was like, ooh, butterbeer is tasty. And then I went back one of the next few times and got hot butterbeer. And I was like, hmm. Then I got frozen butterbeer. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what I like the best. This time I decided a million percent hot butterbeer is far superior to cold or frozen butter beer, like far superior. Hot butter beer is the man. So have great. you
1: have you done the butter beer ice cream at the? I can't think of the name of it, but the ice cream shop
0: there. The little ice cream shop. I think I've done it before. I usually never go to that place because it's always got a line. So like certain things with the with the Orlando Informer event will end up having a line. That ice cream shop is typically one of them, uh, just because it's fucking free. And when do you get free things from anywhere? So uh, yeah. yeah, especially but, uh, Disney. Well, Universal Disney yeah, all. Yeah, of them. All
4: any free. of them—they're not big on free stuff.
0: Yep. So that's why. That's why it's really cool that the Orlando Informer: all the food and all the drink, uh, aside from alcohol, is all free. And the alcoholic drinks—they like have bars set up on the streets, and they're really not super, super crazy priced. Um. So it was. It was really insane. It was a super cool time. I fucking love it. Uh it's the only time I like to go to the parks anymore. Uh so you know that's kind of like I've gotten kind of spoiled. Well not kind of. I've gotten very spoiled in that respect. So, but you know, um what shall we talk about today, kids? No. What
1: uh what do you want to talk about, Robbie?
0: Um, the only thing that keeps coming up to me is kind of like, and not in a religious fashion, but blessings that word yeah. keeps coming up for me, blessings keeps coming up and like, um, how they come to you and how like it, that, you know, I was like, well, sometimes you're good. And then, and then, you know, I don't know where you're bad. And you're like, well, sometimes you're bad. And then I don't know where you're good. And it's weird when you have these blessings because blessings come in so many different forms. And like when you when you ask the universe for something and then it grants you your wish, right? But then yeah. it grants you your wish kind of like that crooked ass fucking genie. And mm. like, it's like, well, you know, you said you wanted a hundred bucks. So I gave yeah. you a hundred bucks like deer, ha, 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 ha. You know, so like, <laughs> it's <laughs> right though uh, <laughs> so it's it's kind of the way the universe gives you blessings sometimes you know we're like hey you get everything you want uh, but you've got to fucking endorse something that like you really 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 really, really don't want uh, in order yeah. to pay for this blessing um, so it's just interesting how blessings come in very many different fashions it seems and like I'm experiencing something right now uh, involving TV stuff that I'm really not sure how much liberty I am to talk about it right yet. Um, We're like, if this goes through, it's a blessing that I get that I have to pay for. And that is- I
1: think I already am picking up what you're putting down there.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, I just found out about it today so I've talked to no one about it except for my one man Chico Um, and that's because I needed to call him and be like yo I don't want to do this and he's like if you call me and ask me for this and then you don't go along with it with what I say don't be my friend anymore like follow my advice or don't be my friend because you called me for advice and this is what I'm fucking telling you Uh, so it was interesting because I don't really know if it was as much ego um fear uh control issues like i want it this way i don't want it that way so it's interesting how like these blessings will pop up on you and you're like oh but wait i don't really like sucking dick and i gotta suck dick for this a little bit but it's so much more worth that you know (laughs) like (laughs) so it's it's just interesting how life comes at you in different ways and you have to uh you have to fucking surrender, especially if yes. you want to things. Wanting the things is uh, is interesting. And it's like, how bad do you want it? I got your back, but look at this. So uh, yeah, and I'm sure we all have things like that. And for me, the questions were like, like I said, is it ego? Uh, am I passing up an opportunity if I say no to this? Um. And why would I say no to this? What opportunity am I passing up? Uh, What opportunities for healing could actually show up? What kind of of things does the universe have set up for me on the other side of saying yes, that I'm not seeing because I'm stuck in the, well, what if I say no? And how can I live with myself if I say no? Because am I going to want this opportunity more than I want to say no? Hopefully that's followable. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I've gone through um, at the brunt of today. Aside from having back pain, which, <laughs> which could also be a blessing because uh,
4: you're a tattooer. That's like saying I'm breathing, <clears throat> yeah.
0: right? And like I've always had this. It, it always comes and gets me, and uh, just comes every so often and. So that was the fun part about uh, Universal 2. I was in the fucking scooter thing most of the weekend because I was having a really hard time walking because my back hurts bad. But the cool thing is, I'm going to go get a massage tonight. And if I wasn't having this back pain, it wouldn't have been so necessary for me to go get a massage. So blessings in disguise. You know, you're handed this pain uh, to be relieved uh, by making action. So yeah, and then then I think about like inaction and action and like how many things aren't getting done, how many, how many, how many uh of life's goals aren't getting hit because of inaction? Uh you know, how much of this pain is also due to inaction? Yes, I go to the chiropractor every week, but uh I don't get massaged as often as I should. I've got eight credits at this massage place, which is eight hours of massage waiting for me because I pay every yeah. month for
1: Happily uh, take a few of those off your hands, yeah,
0: I was right? About like to say. like <laughs> what the fuck? And so and so that's the interesting thing. Like you know, how much do we already fucking have that we take for granted and we don't actually dive into or or take advantage of? You know. So yeah, they, there. So yeah, I've given a lot of topics. So share the conversation with me if y'all will.
1: I think a big part of it is, uh, I, I think action is necessary um that whole idea of like you can literally build up credits at this massage place but when it's finally time for action you do go you remember how much it makes you feel better and stuff and it's funny that a lot of times the catalyst for action does hinge around just discomfort and how yeah. much like in this case literal discomfort that yeah. of like it's fuck my back thing. hurts I got to go get a bacchiotomy, but there is a lot of like, with the other thing you were talking about, you know, you have to peel some band-aids sometimes to get to a place of like, okay, At the best case scenario, it hands me more, you know, blessings was the term you used. It hands me more to get to X, Y, and Z. At the worst case scenario, I try something, it doesn't work out. I'm back where I'm at. You know, there's not a whole lot of situations unless you're in, in like vesting or something weird like that, where you're going to actively tank yourself. So it's kind of like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. Worst case scenario, it fizzles and here I am best case scenario. It just opens more doors and it's a lot of discomfort and it's a lot of to get there. Um, you know, and I've been practicing a lot of that recently with, uh, just clear communication with people a lot of times it's so much more of an annoyance to have to be the one to be like hey this is the elephant in the room and address things but it really does uh, get you to better places and it does force that growth and that's kind of where I've been feeling it it sounds like you might be feeling it in a bigger way with the news that you got today but it's something that we all go through but it's so funny that on the back end of things when you do face that discomfort and get there that it's such a like, I don't know, it's things are things are more worth it when you do have to struggle or when you do have to leave your comfort zone and you achieve and accomplish and you're like, Oh, this is tight. And I got there, you know, I couldn't imagine a world where everything is just handed to you. And, you know, a a really good example is uh, I, I got myself a little lost because I was just straight up zoning out today. And uh, I went to an area of Dayton that I never really go to, to go to the store. And I'm just cruising down Colonel Glen Boulevard. It's this big, like, by the Air Force Base Road. And they did some construction, and the right lane forces you to turn right now. And I completely zoned out until I looked up, and the light turned green. And I'm like, fuck, I'm in this right turn only. And I know that we have GPS. And I was like, you know, it's only four. I got a while to get home. I'm going to see if I can't wiggle myself back around and uh i did it's such a stupid small version of that story of like forcing yourself out of your comfort zone and like i felt way cooler that i got home and i was like oh i still remember how to drive in my you know town that i live in without a gps and get somewhere it's such a such a minute flex but i'm like hey i did it uh so you kind of have to sometimes
0: yeah yeah totally Totally, yeah. What when we were house shopping a while ago, uh, my realtor. We were, we were trying to figure out what quote was from what movie, and he was like, "Hey, let's not Google this. Let's figure this out." Yeah, you know? very similar to the GPS thing or no GPS thing. Like, I try to like not Google things and try to remember. You know, yeah. like let's try and remember what this is. Let's work our memories, and it's like flexing that muscle of you know, I know where I'm going. That's a flex. It's like you said, it's weird. And and it's it's like the, the little win. You're like, fuck yeah, man, I did this. Yeah. I got-
1: and the, the worst case scenario, I ended up a town over and I'm like, fuck, I got to use my GPS. Now I'm out $3 in gas and 15 minutes of my life. So it's not like nice. you're really, you know, setting yeah. yourself up. And I know some people that do take some big risks. Uh, we've all been there. I mean, shit this weekend. I have tattooed for many years uh, actively avoiding realism and I'm kind of getting thrown into it now. And nice. uh, I did a portrait of a girl's dog recently that it needs a little TLC because we kind of ran low on time. And there's a few spots that I was like, Hey, I want to go back and hit up all the traditional stuff around it a little harder came out super cool though. So then uh, it's
0: all that one having
1: actively out of thousands and thousands of tattoos done maybe under 10 realism pieces ever. Uh, I'm like, fuck it. Let's try a color portrait. And my cousin's like, hey, I got this old picture of you and me as kids. Do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. He double dog dared me. So rather than easing in with a celebrity or something easy, uh, I'm just like, cool, let me just do this really sentimental two color portraits in one using a bad old reference from Olin Mills in like the 1990s. Uh, And uh, I want to go back and do a few little things to it, but it came out solid he freaking loves it he was about to cry it came out solid uh i want to see it healed because i definitely rocked this dude's leg for like five hours straight but just did it and i was like man the worst case scenario it's not good and we'll do something funny to it uh but you know uh, and that tattoos are permanent it's a little more higher stakes but Fact that it came out even solid, I'm like, shit, that was way out of my comfort zone. I'm I'm not mad about it.
0: I was I, I did a little happy dance in my head when I saw it because I know how you feel about color portraits, and I was like, Oh, just realism in general. Yeah. yeah, way better than black and gray, though. Black
1: and gray, my brain does not get at all.
0: Really, dude. So for me, it was the other way around. I was way easier at black and gray portraits to start. Color portraits have always scared me. I'm just mm-hmm. Almost thirty years of tattooing. I'm just now getting comfortable with skin tones.
1: Um, it's taken me year... here. Let me ask you this because I think I figured out what my issue is. Uh, you have done paintings before. I know you said you don't love to paint, or not that you don't love to paint. That you're like very like ah, my art, whatever. But I've seen you paint, and I've seen them be good. Um, do you do oil or acrylic?
0: I do acrylic, but I'm thinking about getting into oil because like doesn't dry and so you can actually blend things better
4: mm. so, yeah.
0: now see so I, I know acrylic better
4: yeah okay
0: oil scares me right i've always been scared of oil and i didn't even know why
1: and that and that's funny because i am scared of oil that's exactly what you said it doesn't dry there's no
4: you have I'm to not, have patience with it
1: i'm not a patient human being And if I can look at a color reference and go, okay, these tones are that, these tones are that, these tones are that, it's going to heal up a little different, but I can grab out my like 800 color bottles and be like, one of these is bound to be close and just make it work. Mm -hmm. I can look at it and be like, okay, that's kind of like a tealy blue. I've got eight different tealy blues here. Let's rock it. Worst case scenario, I double dip into two and we make it work. Black and gray is like you have to trust that that's going to heal up lighter. And in the case of like your two drop or your light gray, if you use a wash kit or whatever, like days, like, well, when it's healed, it's going to be way lighter. And you have to not only feel confident and knowing that you can work with that and that you know how it's going to heal, but also confident enough to reassure your client. Yes, it looks dark right now. I but promise I it's going to heal up looking way different. And it is such a exercise and patience and trust and being reassured of yourself that you can be like that's the sweet spot there i know how it's going to heal and i can't do that it terrifies me so i have to be like cool flesh tones boom there they are they'll heal up a little lighter but it looks like it's what it's supposed to look like
0: yeah so i'm weird with that too because like i've been using Starbright bright for quite a few years now um and i use their their gray kit their gray wash kit. And I, I use black and their lightest gray. And then I add water to a couple of drops of their lightest gray. And like, that's my three-step gray process that
3: I've looked
0: over.
1: And I did just grab the solid ink. Like I'm falling in love with solid ink and they make an opaque gray kit. And I did just grab that because I am starting to learn that you can do that and literally use grays instead of like all black washes. But the way I always learned was, you know, you put in your drops and then you add your witch hazel or whatever. And like, you've got literal, like gray, well, like black wash basically. Right. And, and I'll watch dudes like Joey Brenner that I know and love, like pour them out and just go ape shit. And it just looks super black that day. And I'm like, it's super contrasty, okay. And then you see it come in even a week later when it's mostly in the healing phase and there's all these different tones and it's beautiful. And I'm just like, I don't know how you knew what was what or how you trusted yourself enough to know that you did it right. And you just made all of this tone and dimension in this art with just five caps of what looks like black. Like here's more liquidy black. And it's such a weird trust and like, Wait. that's why acrylics just boom it's there it's dry blow on it for five it's, seconds it's done
0: right like and so it's weird it, it's it's really odd how I can blend so well on skin um where it doesn't move at all but like acrylics I can blend it decently but it's that's why I want to get into more oil because I feel like I can get much smoother blends or maybe not maybe I won't who knows <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's funny like I've been getting into painting more. Um, again, I, I I it's a it's a roller coaster with painting, and lately, so I took on a couple of commissions. I've got one commission that I sent out recently, and another one that I still I have my easel set up in my living room, and I'm I got to get started and finished on that one. Uh, but yeah, like I painted my kid's whole bedroom in all murals. Like I I love doing it. It's just, and there's there's the blessings that you get from painting,
2: mm. get
0: them emotionally through the process of creating the painting, because yes, as fun as it can be to paint, it's still painstaking, and there's like yes. always this fear, uh, like when I sent out my last commission, like, is it finished? Did I do a good enough job? Is he gonna like it? You know, is, is he going to notice everything that I noticed that could be better, you know, like and, you know, instead he, he receives the painting, he hangs it up, makes a post about it, talks about how great it was. The whole process, he was like, thank you so much. I fucking love this thing. It's fucking beautiful. You did a great job. And like, I'm still waiting for him to message me and be like, hey, man, you robbed me, you know.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, I this is related, but unrelated uh, I saw there's an Instagram that I follow called good news dog and it's literally just posts nothing but videos and stuff of uh like stories that make you smile and laugh. And there was a uh, couple that had both commissioned this artist to make paintings for each other, unbeknowing to the other one. Like they're both like, Oh, this is going to be my gift for our anniversary to my wife and then the wife is like oh this is my anniversary gift to my wife uh and uh i guess their prompts and their stuff that they gave the artist was similar enough that the artist just made one big painting like they had both commissioned like maybe like a eight by ten size whatever he did one big one using both their prompts And they made a post about how kind of like you were saying, essentially they were like, I'm terrified. They're going to think I robbed them because I only did one painting or that I'm, you know, messing them up because I didn't, you know, they wanted X, Y, and Z and they wanted Y, Z and Q. And I, you know, smashed them together. Q, X, Y,
0: and Z instead of making, Yeah.
1: You know, so they're like really nervous about this whole thing and they end up doing it anyways. And they go for it and somebody else got on tape, this couple, walking this art show, both of them thinking, Oh, I'm going to see the painting that I, you know, commissioned and I'm going to get to be the cool guy to my wife and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, that's, that's your painting. And, uh, they're both got this look on their face that they're both going to get to flex and be like, I have that made for you. And they look at this painting and it's like a really painful, long 12 seconds. that feels like an eternity of both Ooh. of them kind of looking at it, looking at each other, waiting for the other one to be like, wait, did you have that made for me? And the other one is like looking at them like that I had it made for them. And then they both realize this artist took their ideas and made one big painting and they both like cry and they hug and they love it so much. And it ends up oh, so good awesome. for the artist that they're like stoked on it. But it's just really fun to watch. A, the artist stress because it's something we all go through of like, is this person going to like it? Or that, you know, we have people that come to us and specifically say, I like your work. I like your style. I want what you want to do. And we're still, mm-hmm. you know, enough of insecure jerks to be like, do they though? You know, and like, we, we agonize over that. So it was funny to watch an artist in another medium agonize the same way we do. But then to watch yeah. these two people this added fun of like both of them think they got something for the other one. And then they realize they did it together. And it's like, it's just a cool, goofy, fun moment. No, but, that's
0: beautiful. And that's not stuff you get to do as a, as an artist, you don't get those serendipities all the time. Yeah. so like, That's a beautiful serendipity to fucking be able to jump in on. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's fucking, I'd love to do that to somebody like that. Super fucking right? cool. You no. Know? But I can only imagine the the panic. Like, dude, I, I just uh, I just finished this back piece. I posted it recently. The the past few days, it was that big tree. Um, yeah. So that was the last session on it, and uh, we finished. Well, so I stopped around like eight ten, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm good to call it done." And she goes, "Oh, you're done with me already? I didn't expect it to be done right now." And I was like, dude, I felt like it was an immediate fucking like magnifying glass onto the (laughs) things that I could have also done. And I was like, Uh okay, sit down. So we went for another hour because I was like, well, fuck. All right. Well, there are things I could be doing to this that I was going to let them lie and let it be good. But I was like, you know what? Let me go back in there and resaturate here. Let me go back in there and do that there. So it was really interesting. But like there was a couple of moments there where I felt like, oh, is she gonna be unhappy with this tattoo now? Because I was about to finish the last session a little bit earlier than she expected. Mm. You know? And like, if reality's sake, well, yeah, we go to 10 o'clock sometimes. That's because the piece isn't finished. So I wanna like keep going and try and finish as much as I can. But this time it was like pretty fucking finished and it could have lived without that extra hour. But that extra hour was like me feeling guilty for not giving her everything that I could have given her. And I felt like she called me out on that.
2: So yeah. I was like, Oh, well, you gotta
0: fucking you gotta give her what she wants now, fucker. You're being a real piece of shit. Why not? So <laughs> Tesla was doing that earlier. She's like, Are we starting
4: on the third butterfly already? And I'm like, Yeah. She's like, that went really quick. I'm like, you got the most basic white girl tattoo you could. It's not going to take me all that long.
0: For real, it's funny. It's funny when you like, when you feel attacked by that, you know, like, "Oh, oh, I guess I'm not doing it good enough. And, you know, really the truth of the matter is we always are. Uh, we always truth are. of the matter is, she's got great
4: skin that sucks up the ink real quick, and it doesn't take much to get it in there. It's the truth yeah. of the
0: matter. I fucking love that. That is fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love
4: perfect skin when it just oh, sucks right in. Mm hmm, mm hmm.
0: It's so good, so good. Yeah, uh, and for those of you who aren't tattooers, yes, uh, there is different skin types, and some take the skin better, the ink better than others. Yes. F Y I, but
1: yeah also um, fyi if you're listening and you're not a tattooer because i love this even if your skin is great there are parts of your body that just kind of suck the tattoo on and uh so you know there's a lot to consider when you're like oh this will just be a small quick one uh if you say arm i get really excited and then if it you hold up the inside of your bicep
0: here yeah i get really bummed out you get the drop of heart
4: like,
2: oh, you that did, part but
0: that. Uh... see, I don't really do small tattoos anymore. So I'm like, well, if you want a small tattoo for me, you pay my day rate. And that's kind of a waste. So why don't we do something large? huh? How about that? Let's do that instead. And usually it gets the people to go bigger. Or certain things like I'm tattooing on a charity day. I'll be like, come in on charity day. I'll do you
2: then. Yeah.
1: And that, and that is something that I love the shop I'm at now because there's five of us and everybody does something pretty different. Uh, this guy, Will, the tattoos there, he reminds me so much of Billy at your shop that he will break out markers a lot and draw stuff. And he will do even like full-blown, like he did a Frankenstein portrait that took him a good two or three hours. It's hand size. It's all black and gray. It's all stipple. Like he'll do a lot of stipple, but uh-huh. like blend blending and textures with it and like kind of reminds me of that aura does a lot of black and gray realism i do a lot of color tread like everybody kind of has their vibe and we're really big on oh you want that let me send you to so-and-so yep
0: or Mm -hmm. you
1: know like you said come in on charity day or do that so we'll you know we always work around it but i just i was speaking more to the uh the people that you know like i would never go to the mechanic and be like oh it's just a break thing it'll be whatever like i'm like hey you're the mechanic you know what's wrong with my car i'm gonna shut up and listen to you um so when people do come in and they're like oh it'll only take 20 minutes i'm like i'm glad you know uh
0: so dude i had one person <laughs> so he couldn't sit for more than an hour and that's with a break every five minutes Then we used TKTX on him his second session. Still couldn't sit for shit. And like kept trying to rush the process, rush the process, rush the process. His mom and dad both came in and were also trying to rush my process. And Dusty, you've seen me tattoo. I tattoo fast.
1: Yeah, you tattoo fast as fuck.
0: And these fuckers couldn't accept the fact that it was going to take a whole three to four hours to cover one side of his chest. And if he sat still, it would actually go a lot quicker. Yeah. And like, I think now he's gotten to the point where the tattoo looks finished enough for him because I haven't seen him in like two years. And so, you know,
1: I I love look. that the shop that I work at now is across the street from a car lot. Because uh, that is like my I probably sound like a dick when I say this, but when people come in and they're like, well, how much is a neck tattoo or whatever? I can be like, hey, go across the street and ask him how much a car is. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you know like I mean it's there's so many factors and it is physical and mental and emotional and like how are you going to sit for this how much input do you want on it do you trust my judgment to just have something dope and we roll with it the one I did that dog portrait on the girl she reached out she was like no I'm asking you because I like your work
2: right. and
1: that was like a portrait of her dog that she loves and is like in its teens with the name, with the floral, with the frame, and literally every single part of it, she was just like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, no I'm Like, Do you want to change anything? The color scheme, anything? She's like, "No, I told you, I like what you're, you know." But you also get people that come in, and it's the little palm-sized traditional that should take an hour or two. That they're like,
2: "Well, I, you know, let's."
1: change the red to a pink because you know and they want to tell you everything and they Uh want to whatever and it's like dude that might take longer just because you're sitting here explaining why you even are getting the tattoo which Uh i'm cool to listen to and i always love chatting and powwowing, but like yeah that adds time you know when you're gonna say oh this is this is just a 15 minute tattoo i'm like damn i'm glad you did it takes me longer than 15 minutes to set up i don't know where you're coming
0: from dude it's funny like so since I've started doing these blackouts way more recently, um, they've blown up on on the social media on multiple platforms. So I'm getting a lot oh. of for it, and you see like the people are like, "How many? How much an hour to do a blackout?" It's like, well, it's per session. Uh, you know, I can cover a whole arm in roughly four hours or so, but you pay for the full day session. You know, like. I use at least a roll or two of paper towels on you. I use basically a half a bottle of fucking black ink. You know, yeah. like everything I'm using here is, is quite high. And like I'm gonna get it black as fuck. And not a lot of people can do yeah. that right, right off rip. And so I got this one guy, he's booked an appointment. And I don't know how many other blackout appointments I have booked, but I just saw him today in the schedule. And um I remember him hitting me up on social media and being like, My artist refuses to use anything bigger than an 11 mag and I keep tapping due to pain and it's not fucking black. I need your help. And this dude didn't argue through the fucking process of booking. Like I would have known because my manager would have reached out and said, yo, this guy and nope, he booked, he went in and he's fucking ready to go and like do it the way that I know I can do it rather than trying to be nickel and dimey and like, look, man, you want a black yeah. as and fuck? let me do it black as fuck. So it's really interesting how, how, uh, so to go with blessings, right? You want the tattoo that your artist is going to bless you with, but you want to fucking control the process so much that it is no longer a blessing from your artist. Now it is yeah. an orchestrated product from you that your artist, you know, you put your hand up his ass and fucking puppet mastered it. So yeah. it's, it's very interesting how you, you know, those clients, the longer I've been doing it, the more I value the people that not just sit down, shut up and do it my way, but like love and appreciate who I am and what I bring to the table and say, Hey, I want this for that. And I'm willing to do that with you.
1: And it's, it's very crazy to me because I like, especially with you, you've been tattooing for what, like shit, 30 years.
0: The
1: Yeah. Yeah. So who's counting? Uh, you know, you've been, you've been tattooing as long as some of these clients are, have been alive. You've been on TV for it. You've been on inked for it. You've got reinventing going like you are super well known and you are in a price range that is like realistic, but not cheap by any means. Like everything about you screams, Hey, you know who I am. You came to me for a reason there's a there's like the fucking mortal combat ladder of tattoo artists in melbourne let alone at your shop that like you're fucking shang sung at the top and people went out (laughs) of their way to like agree to a price point and to go with these things to get you and it's it's so much like mind-blowing when you get these people that then want to like like you said puppet master and nickel and dime on these things and all of this stuff that it's like I couldn't imagine going to like fucking chef Boyardee's house and being like, I really wanted fucking, you know, like German food. Uh, like right, right. It, it's such <laughs> <laughs> chef Boyardee being a real human in this instance. Right. Uh, this, this is too know,
0: Italian for me, chef. All right. Like. Oh,
1: I, You know, you go to little Caesars and be like, I really wanted a burger. Uh, okay. I guess like, why would they seek out you to? And I get it with certain like, granted you know i've been back at it for you know a handful of years now and i've been doing this stuff and i kind of do a little bit of everything and i won't shy away from small stuff but i'll even get people that are like oh i love all of the super color blended traditional stuff you do i really want to go with you and then come in and want like a fucking line work whatever and i like doing line work so i'll do it but i'm like why did you send me me eight references of of x y and z and ask me for x y and z and fucking specifically like, like, I've had people send me photos of my own tattoos, like, I loved this, and then they come in and want something completely different, and I'm like, why did...
4: Yeah, they don't connect.
0: It's interesting. And you know that, like, I feel like I've done it to myself to a degree. I don't know if you can say the same, but... So, TBM, Tattoo Business Mastery, I took that, uh, and really, one of the biggest takeaways is standing in your power and like knowing who you are and how you operate and i haven't done that most of my career most of my career have been like well you want it this way i can do it that way oh you want this style i can do that style and like yeah. at this point i'm like well you know that doesn't fucking light me up i want to do yeah. things that set me on fire with excitement so you know and i i, I think it's balance Right. There is a balance to there
1: it all. There have been people that have come in that have wanted something just a little different or to tweak something. And it's maybe not like, oh, I'm hoping to do it hand size, full color, what have you. Like even the girl with the dog portrait. That tattoo came out super rad. She was a really cool lady. She brought us in the Trace Late Chase cake the next day. Everything about that was mm. like a Fun experience. She got an awesome tattoo. She paid, you know, what I'm worth. Like everything was cool. Her yeah. dog is super white. Uh, so I was very like, why don't we do the dog in black and gray? Even though I hate black and gray,
2: yeah. why don't
1: we do the dog black and gray? Because it's a white dog. It's going to do it justice and it's going to make mm-hmm. all of this colorful ass traditional around it pop like a motherfucker. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I just, I love my dog so much. And I don't think not doing it in color will do it justice. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, It's still, you know, I rolled with her. The tattoo came out great. It was pretty much all black and gray anyways, just with blue tones, whatever. Life is fine. I think we've all had those clients that we're willing to like flex with them a little bit, but you're absolutely right about the who you are and how you operate thing that sometimes people just come in and want to completely flip it on you. And it's hard in the heat of the moment to know that you're going to, if you're like, no, you're going to bum somebody out because I'm super guilty of being a people pleaser. And I know you are at least to an extent too. You're worried that they may fucking bail and then you don't get paid and you don't tattoo at all. Like there's so many fears that go into it, but it is, you know, sometimes, yeah, you just have to roll with that and be like, Hey, this is how it is. Somebody else here can do a better job. Or maybe you just need to think more about what you want because you're completely changing your idea. Uh it's hard to not fall into that people pleaser aspect though of just being like, yeah, I'll do it. And then you do a tattoo that you don't really love and you didn't really want to do and huh? Target. Let me know if
0: you
4: need anything.
0: Hi, Dusty. <laughs> Hi. You and Jaden both came in here really weird.
4: Jaden's like asleep. Okay. <laughs> do you need anything from Target Tech? Nah, no, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I love you.
0: they both just came in here and they both looked like ah donna just took my phone and then brought it back i'm like what the fuck is going on with these two so yeah usually that means like something bad happened and they're afraid of how i'm gonna react because they don't want to like disappoint me or upset me and i'm like okay do you you guys gonna disappoint me right quick like give me the bad news already i'll I'll be fine Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 wild how, like, you still get the people that you love, you appreciate, they're awesome, the tattoo turned out great, but they still needed a little bit of control that you weren't yeah. so willing to give, but you kind of do, yeah, yeah, I've been there. for
1: pushovers.
0: Yeah, you know, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been getting tattooed a lot lately, and I appreciate A million times more the artist that'll let me have some input rather than it's like fuck you i want it this way because like i have a tattoo like that that i got in the past year and a half and i'm like ah, i really wanted it to be more like this and i just let him do it his way and now the tattoo doesn't have the personality you wanted to have yeah like it should have had more personality than that. And it had that artist's style. Like, I like your style, but I like this personality that I wanted for this image. So maybe I shouldn't have chosen you. Uh, you know, so things like that. So even being a tattooer that's done it most of my life, you still make some decisions where you kind of yeah. could have made different decisions.
1: I, I love designing a tattoo like 90 to 95% of the way there. And being like, these are the things, like, these are the hills I want to die on. This is the design I want to do. Here is blank, blank, and blank. And if we're being perfectly honest, and I'll tell my clients this, if I spend eight hours designing something that's perfect and they don't love it, that's like eight hours of my life that's gone. If I spend two hours designing it and it's like almost there, but it's not quite done, then I can take it into them and be like, here's my vision, put in your tweaks and let's finish it right and then we'll we'll run with it and then i feel like they got a little bit of say they're going to be happier with the main product there have definitely been it's not a balanced number the amount of times that people have made changes that i was like okay but i didn't love versus the amount of times there have been a few where they've made a change that i like don't love and then i do it and i'm like that's way fucking cooler than what i had you know i at rubber city and akron last year i did a uh Brown panther with pink flowers on a girl, and she was sweet as pie, but I had designed this really cool black panther with like blue highlights and undertones, and it was really gnarly. and she's like, I really want to do a brown. And I'm like, there was no brown panthers. And then we did the tattoo, and it's such a cool tattoo. Like she was right. right. And I will absolutely give her that all day long. Uh, so you know it works out, but yeah, something about having it almost all the way there and letting them get their little shots in and feel heard. Yeah, uh, seems to sit well with me.
0: Well, dude, sometimes like,
1: they take way too many shots, though.
0: Yeah, sometimes like, and and I <laughs> so when when Rock was doing my Paul Wall portrait on the inside of my arm, I expected him to have a, an image designed, and you know because we spoke about it the day before, and then the next day we come into the shop, and he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm 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 still thinking, you know, going to put it together, and then like, I was like backing away from him and like on eggshells a lot and I was like do you want my input and he's like man honestly I want to sit down and design this tattoo with you and I was like oh okay well yeah well cool. like and so you know and there were certain things that, like if I would push and he wasn't willing to, to to move be like okay cool you can have that like you're giving me all this other stuff you you know you can have this and you know it's super cool and the, the whole time I told him, I said, the rest of the arm is going to be Florida wildlife. So like, instead of just Paul Wall, he's got this fucking, you know, this flamingo floaty with a palm tree. Yeah. Fucking like, you know, the pink neon stuff going on. And like, I was thinking something totally different for this whole image. And he's got the, you know, the close up, like Polaroid postcard type picture with the grill. And I'm like, wow, that kind of feels like a welcome to Florida postcard image type thing. <laughs> you know, so like he created the image that would flow with me, my body, the rest of my arm. And it was just a really cool experience. So uh, I, I I definitely feel a lot more open to giving with my clients more now. But like I said, I, I only kind of do a certain specific, you know, way of things anymore. So it's yeah. like, we're doing a giant piece Most of my clients are like, I want this. Like my one homie, he wanted this whole like angel of death thing. And I was like, yeah, well, what if we just like zoom in on a fucking crazy hooded skull like this one? And he's like, yeah, that's sick. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Everything I say is Mm. a fuck out of this dude. And I'm so stoked about it. And like, there you go. There's the blessings, right? You didn't expect the homie was going to be like, yo, do whatever you want. Basically, I want you to be happy because that's going to make this art so much better. And like, the less I go in with an anti-person attitude, the more the people that I'm tattooing are going to give me those blessings. You know, because a lot of the time I'll be like, oh, fuck this. You know, I'm not really into this idea and this and that and this and that. But like, really, the people are going to be fucking stoked. You know, it's kind of like what we were telling you, Amber, a while ago. The people come to you for a fucking reason. They love you. They love what you're doing. The people Mm -hmm. come to you all for a reason and i'm at a position where people don't just typically fall into my seat anymore uh i'm not usually available as easily as i used to be the price point's much higher uh i'm kind of pickier with like i want to do only large scale um Mm. you give me a great story so it's easier to fall into a big tattoo that you have to plan out rather than just walking in and getting a quick banger And it's kind of hard sometimes to like step out of that old mindset of being a walk-in artist because I've been a walk-in artist most of my life. So, you know, it's weird. I guess not anymore. I probably haven't done, haven't been a walk-in artist for many, many, many years now. But like, I I lived that for for so long at the beginning that like, that was core memory stuff with tattooing. Yeah.
1: You you hold that mentality though. You can tell because like even the last time or not the last time I was down there, the time before that where you ended up tattooing Alexis and you guys did that cover up. It was very, what do you like? Okay. Give me tonight to think about it. And then you just like, here's a couple images I printed. Here's some Sharpies, whatever, let's roll. Like you can still, and it's a good muscle to flex. Like you should still always be able to roll with stuff on the fly. And just, I mean, it was still bonkers to me that you ended up sitting in to do uh that tattoo we did together at the Tampa convention where the guy, like I did the Rick from Rick and Morty and he just wanted like Aurora Borealis behind it. And I had sold him on that. Cause he's like, I don't want just like the normal green portal stuff. I want something spacey. And I was like, let's just do literal space, but let's do these bright colors. And, uh, Susan was going to do that. We were going to do like a collaboration uh-huh. and I got the yeah. Rick done. Yes. Yeah. She got booked and you just sit in and literally were just like, Oh, Aurora Borealis is this colors pour out like 12 caps dip in with a mag brush it on and go yeah cool and then just tattoo it like it is <laughs> such an admirable and dope skill to have that you can literally just see it in your head and roll with it and even if you're not like a walk-in artist like you have that spirit about you all dude. yeah you can literally just pull some shit out of your ass and roll with it and you know in your head what the vision is well enough to execute it and thankfully you're also a cool enough dude that you can sell them on it so easily that you're like here's my idea it's going to be sweet do you trust me and people are like yeah i do uh here's thousands of dollars to scar me for a whole day it'll go great and then it does go great and people are super stoked
0: and uh, you know so the lady that owns the business next to my shop her son died quite a few years ago and uh she's been waiting to get his portrait for a while and she told me that my confidence that i exuded was the reason why she trusted me to do this portrait now, I'm over here uncomfortable as fuck because she's very particular and mm. she's a an intimidating little lady. So, and she's so sweet and so nice and always bakes us things. But like, I was like, fuck, man. You thought I was confident? You actually made me a bit nervous. So I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it's the years of being a walk-in artist. And like you said, having that walk-in artist spirit with me. It's funny because that's turned into my style. My style is, I don't create unless it's time to create and if it's not time to create I'm not creating and yesterday night wasn't the time to create it's today that the tattoo is so we create today yeah and it's so wild how you know I've turned that into like a skill and a superpower because I used I used to view that as um like a, a setback you know, I, I was I was very good friends with Sean Duffy for a long period of time. There, we were traveling around together a lot, and this dude fucking plans everything out. Um, and like I would watch him. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, I, I can't, like, I can't plan it out the night before, days before, the week before. Like, gotta do it day of, man. And like, even if that means I've got to panic for about an hour to figure it out, I'd rather do that than draw 50 different cantations of something and then only like one of them. You know, it's it's really yeah. Yeah. Tattoo, I art I like to draw
1: beforehand. Sometimes I'll just pull it out of my ass, but I like to draw it and just fill it in with solid colors and show them and be like, eh, there'll be depth and shading, I promise. And then right. just make it up as I go. And same deal, roll with what I'm feeling i've done a few pieces whether it's with watercolors or procreate or acrylics or whatever where you color it like well like this is where my shading is gonna be this is where my highlights that shit takes like your whole ass day unless somebody is paying me my thousand bucks for my day to draw their tattoo beforehand like I can't bring myself to put that much of my life into it. Plus then, by the time you're done, you're drained and you don't even want to do the tattoo the next day. Right. So yeah, yeah, I'll put like a good hour or two into mostly drawing it and then literally just drag and drop colors over and be like, yeah, yeah the flowers will be red. The leaves will be green. We'll figure it out.
0: And it's weird too, because like I I noticed early on in my artistic career that I am much better at just whipping colors out of my brain than the yeah. whole construct right like creating the piece line work style is different for me than getting a line work and then just shading it the way it's supposed to be done in my head so like for years i was like oh man it's cheating if i take an image that's already there and then create it differently the way i would do it and then one year i'm at the tampa show and my very good friend he's like hey man you're really good at just taking a flat image and like Making it dimensional and stuff, and I was like, "Wow! I always thought I was cheating. You're telling me I'm good? <laughs> Holy shit!" So like now I use that. Like I I was I was strictly Sharpie for a very long time, uh, unless it was portraiture. And now like, man, I'm like one of these young kids with my iPad. Some days, you know, I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna. Whip this up on my pad, grab this image and grab this image and doodly doodly do, erase, erase it, warp and change and shift and desaturate and hey. And it's like, wow, that's actually kind of cool too. Like I was telling you the one homie that he's he let me do the zoomed in skull. That was a really cool skull that I found on the internet. And I was like, all right, I want to work off of this as a base. And he's like, yeah, I want this war paint and this and that. I'm like, that's fucking great. And then by the time I'm done with the tattoo, Yeah. If you seen the original image, you'd be like, oh, wow, you did take it out of that. But like, it looks totally like a different fucking tattoo with the same, you know, bare bones uh, situation there. So it's really interesting, like how as artists, we beat ourselves up for the process a lot of the time. If it's not exactly the way we think that process should be. Because, yes, I really don't find it necessary to draw a skull from scratch if I'm going to find one off the internet and then do it totally different the way I do things, you know, rather than back in the day, I was like, well, if I don't draw it, when I was on Ink Master, dude, I had to fucking draw everything. And the one thing I didn't draw was uh, Oriental Day. And that was the most praises they gave me. I stole an image that, you know, was already there and they loved the way I added my flair to it and did this. And I was like, huh, wow, that's weird. They didn't, crucify me for not drawing the original and furthermore nobody knows if you drew the original or not you know yeah. unless stealing unless you're stealing original artwork drawn by somebody else that makes me go.
4: feel a little better about the koi dragon i have coming up
0: right you know like you got to think about it you're going to do things the way you're going to do things and if you're not blatantly stealing like a piece of shit if you're stealing yeah. like an artist then that's way positive well uh, steal like an artist the name of the book it's a great. There's book.
1: only so many Japanese koi fish out there.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to draw one that looks like a dick because I'm not going to draw on koi fish. I'm going to fucking take a koi fish that doesn't look like a dick. Yeah. I'm gonna exactly. and fucking yeah. That because I draw and if you koi listen. fish that look like dicks on that. Like, <laughs> and I, if I'm, you put gonna... your spin
1: on it, then it'll be right. fucking red and everything yeah. will be fine.
0: Right, right. So I know this turned into a a tattoo talk podcast today. Yeah. Um,
4: But we have feelings about tattoos because we're tattooers.
0: Right. And that's the thing, you know, I I feel like this is a very valuable uh, session for somebody like, you know, myself at this point, but even more so 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when, you know right before i was on ink master josh hibbard was on the season before me who was also on my season they crucified him because he didn't draw anything and like here we are you know 10 years later or so and, and- nobody's drawn anything they're it also- on procreate Dude. i've had young artists be like look what i drew i'd be like okay did you draw that or did you create it on procreate props either way but listen here player Like, if you didn't draw that fucking rib cage, you know, like, it's less impressive to me. So just remember that, but at the same time, when it comes to the tattoo, doesn't really fucking matter. So like, I still get hung up on some of that shit. You know, like my old crusty tat god comes out and says, more black, we need to draw. You know, and it's like, eh, really? You know, like efficiency. My clients, a lot of the time, don't care if I fucking procreate the tattoo and it takes three hours less than if I'm going to fucking freehand draw it on their skin. It's, yeah.
1: it's kind of wild sometimes, too, because, like, it all lends itself to different styles. Mm-hmm. And that is where I will give all of the props in the world to new school guys. Like, which is funny because we call it new school, even though we were calling it new school in like 1998 when I got my first tattoo and it's not nice. really the new school anymore. Oh, uh, no. new school. two decades Versus ago, school old, old tattoos, old
3: school,
2: but yeah. it will
1: be like, like middle if you're doing school, trad, you're right. if you're doing trad, there's only so many fucking roses, it's circles with little fucking humps right. and then right. pointy leaves. And you can do like 82 different itinerations of it, but it's kind of the same thing. And yeah. I can sit here with my eyes closed and draw a fucking traditional rose with a pen and pencil at this point because I drew so many of them. And there's a lot of kids that are younger now that just have a procreate stamp for traditional roses and they bloop. And at the end of the day, they kind of, if you can have a steady hand, make dope line work and saturate the fuck out of it, it's going to look good either way. Right. But on the flip side, realism are the fucking, you know, push my glasses up, you know, tattoo artists that are kind of like, oh, I photo realism really at the end of the day you'll tweak a photo you'll you know play with the contrast pull the values a little differently but you're just taking a photo and copying it. and you're doing a again if you know how to use your machine and you know your tools and you know blending and you know how to not fuck up skin because if you're doing photo realism you're probably going for hours and hours you're gonna make a dope tattoo but it's not like you drew this guy's aunt she just fucking existed and someone took a bomb ass photo of her and there's, yeah. there's, little, there's little nuances to like, well, you know, the photo doesn't quite have the top of her head. We're going to brush it off this way. But you're kind of equally on that same playing ground. And new school has always been that style to me that like that looks nothing like a fucking owl. It looks like a yeah. cartoon caricature. You pulled that shit out of your brain. You drew it from your mind. There was maybe like a photo reference from National Geographic, but like those are always the dudes. And I've watched uh, fucking Aldo from New Mexico. You know him, Robbie. He was in TBM and all that. Like that, that dude, watching him design stuff is bonkers because he just fucking draws these weird, crazy things. Um, I think I told this story on here one time before, but a guy came into aisle nine when I still worked there and he talked to Joey Brenner about getting a semi-truck tattooed on him because his dad was a semi-driver. And this dude just drew a semi-truck from memory. And it was, to this day, the craziest thing I've ever think I've seen artistically. Because I could tell you, like, the shape of a semi-truck. I can't
0: draw one of those. Fuck that. You know, I'm yeah. like, I, it's like a
1: fucking square. And it's got the spikes and the long end on the back. Like, this boy knew what a semi-truck looked like and took out a pen and paper and drew it. And that's nuts to me. They even remembered what it looked like. But same thing with Aldo when he's drawn, you know, he did a a pink flamingo with a Raven's head on roller skate Crocs on Josh with like a day's notice and just drew that shit whole ass leg size. And it won tattoo a day at the convention we were at. Like it was one of the tightest tattoos I've seen in years. And like, dude, just drew it from memory. So like the new school guys and all that, uh, they intimidate me. They scare me. I like their work, but I don't want to talk to them because I've got nothing to say that isn't just like ow and then I run away. But they're <laughs> fucking awesome.
0: Well, dude, it's funny because like new school was like my my seat at the table for a very long time. I've been doing new school since people were saying, obviously I don't want it cartoony when they looked at my portfolio that was nothing but cartoony things. So like <laughs> it's been it's been it's been weird because I always loved drawing my weird shit. But like
3: yeah.
0: now, uh, now I, I'm, I'm I'm fucking I'm a different artist as I was five years ago, ten years ago. Like right now I'm very passionate about blackouts. I never thought I would be. Um, realism is probably second in line for my passion. And then new school kind of takes that third. But like, yeah, I noticed that new school is something I love, but like it wasn't what I needed to do every day. As things went on and like when somebody brought me like a Zoidberg, I did Zoidberg Jesus. Oh, I've seen it. When I I did that tattoo and I did three different drawings on his skin that I hated all in Sharpie until I just fucking found a Zoidberg Jesus off of online, took that outline, put it in the, I mean took the image, put it in tattoo stencil app and then made it the way I would make something. I was like, wow. Instead of making this like Robbie, new school, wacky, you know, giant head things. Like, no, I like this image the way it sits. And then I'm gonna add to it. Whereas 10 years ago, it would have had to been completely drawn by Robbie, you know? And like, when when I drew three different things on this guy and it never, it didn't feel right or look right to me and I couldn't get the size right. I kept making it too huge. I was like, dude, this is fucking stupid. Why am I wasting all this time? And so, and look at the way your face was when I brought up that tattoo. You knew it and it looked like you liked it.
2: So yeah. I was yeah. like, well,
0: obviously I'm doing something right if I'm evolving with who I am as an artist. Cause it's really funny. Like, I feel like new school is something I have in my toolbox now, but I don't feel like a new school artist the way I used to, which is really odd because I fought so hard for that. And like, I fought very hard for that, but also suppressed the want to do realism because I had a couple artists tell me you shouldn't do realism because it's not who you, it's not who you are. And I'm like, no, how about I just do everything I wanna do? And that's what yeah, I, I was not.
4: about to say, What? who are they to tell you who you are?
0: Right, you know, uh, and that's one of the things I learned. Sometimes artists will tell you to stay in your lane because they're intimidated and they don't want you coming and taking their crown. Um, sometimes they're too much of a jerk to tell you where you're lacking. Uh, and sometimes they just have the belief that you only do one thing. I've talked to a number of artists on my come up, and still do sometimes. That'll tell 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 somebody stay in your lane, do your art, do one style, and do it well. And it's like that's cool, but I get bored. You know, like I want to do a number of different things. So yeah, interesting. Uh, oh yeah, I've,
1: I've I've been designing nothing boring. but realism stuff mashed up with just the most primitive color like here's a bunch of color around it not even like oh there's fun new school around it it's just like here's this is literally what i've been sitting and painting slash designing the whole time we've been talking and it's just wednesday adams with like literally just color smashed around her and i'm like fuck it let's do it uh and my friends are dumb enough to let me do it on them so yay. but um you know in a year from now i'll be like i only want to do fucking Gangster ass big me's lettering, and a year from that it'll be
0: right.
1: you know like yeah, it's all in mm-hmm. seasons. we all, you know,
0: and you know as a younger as a younger person, I used to get mad at recording artists when they changed their their sound, and I'd get mad at new school artists, so many new school artists that I looked up to, and then one day they just want to do traditional. And I'm like, why? Why everything you did was so full of life and fucking dimension, and now you want to flatten everything. And, like, I used to get mad at them, but now I totally understand. Because, like, I got a ton of people that are like, oh, yeah, blackouts are easy. That's why you like them. All right, cool. You do it. Tell me how easy yeah, it is. Yeah, really. <sighs> yeah. It's easy for me. Yes, it is easy because I enjoy it. But like
4: I can understand the one after rendering something in 3D so much. Right. Trying to go back and rendering something in two dimensions again.
0: It's right. not easy to switch no. back. No, it's not. And like, like So it starts to present a challenge to them. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, sometimes you like fucking Eternity Cologne and then sometimes you like, you know, CK1. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to change up your, your smells so, every so often. You you
1: can go to like any place now in modern times and there's like all of these crazy dessert shops that have like $10 slices of pie Right. that are delicious with like you know the fucking milkshakes that are big now that have like a whole ass cupcake and stuff oh, in the it. Ones from and they're awesome
0: and universal yeah.
1: and i i love that stuff i have a huge sweet tooth i try not to eat it every damn day but like that stuff's great if you come at me with the most basic i made this with four ingredients plain old chocolate chip cookie this is probably like my favorite thing ever plain ass chocolate chip they're so good and if you don't have one for a while and you eat all this big rich stuff you're like
2: damn that chocolate chip cookie was good right. as fuck. you know right. you
1: you absence makes the heart grow fonder and it is such a thing that like when you haven't done a style in a while or there's a certain kind of art you haven't messed with in ages that you're like it's good as fuck this is fun i i appreciate it so much more because i missed it and now it's back and it's now i want to do some more of this
0: yeah, yeah dude it, it was cool like when donna's best friend was in town and i did her blackout she was fucking crying like all emotional tears like happy to get rid of these tattoos that were abuse tattoos and shit like that and like how the fuck are you going to tell me that you don't love an experience like that yes i put one single dimensional layer of black on this person's arm but i got just as much out of that experience as i would have designing a portrait of her children for you know like there's there's value in everything, like the fucking plain old four ingredient chocolate chip cookie. People love it for a reason, man. You know, like I've, I've and I've eaten some burnt,
1: fucking shitty cookies in my day. And th- the metaphor for that being that, like, I have seen some real chewed up, awful heel, giant scabs everywhere, like some bad blackout or color saturation. That, like, ooh you know, that's going to need to be gone over for sure, but you're going to have to wait until that even heals, which is going to take months. Cause you got super chewed up the ability for anybody to be like, Oh, you're just, you're just laying a bunch of black on them. Well, yeah. If you've got a fucking wide tip Sharpie, it's easy, but like you're yeah. using for probably a rotary machine. Cause there's not a lot of, or a coil machine. Cause there's not what a, lot, a right? lot of rotaries that push. Are you really, what do you use that pushes? What is
3: what?
1: it? Damn. Uh, yeah. Plug. That, that 123 cold. was so gangster.
0: Uh, that?
1: that 123 fucking mag yeah. that you were using.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I, I talked to Dan, who owns Access and creates the machines. And he was like, Robbie, you have blown my mind on what is possible with my machines. Uh, thank hmm. you for that. And I'm like, cool, man. You want to fuck some shit up? You want to break it? You want to blow it up? You want to see if it can get broken and blow it up? Give it to me. I'll try it.
1: <laughs> I, I love it because I can I can rock a 45 with my uh, Peak machine and it works, but I feel like if I put that 123 in there, it would definitely like
0: uh, maybe. Well, from um, what I understand, the ink claw machines, that, that's the company I'm getting the needles from. The, the machine that they sell to push it has like a two and a half uh, millimeter stroke. And like, right, it doesn't make sense to me because I, dude, I want it to run like a raped ape. I want it to be fucking disgusting. Like, I want it to fucking pound. And so, yeah. like, that's how I get it in fast. I move my hand fast, and the needle runs fast and hard. And boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it creates so,
4: this suction that sucks the ink in much
0: faster. Right, right. So, like, I feel like most machines can actually run it. It's just a matter of how you tattoo.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So,
1: and I do, yeah. I admittedly, I use a 4.2 stroke. I have that peak that you oh, used wow. it when you did the Aurora stuff. I love that machine. It hits hard, but I do run it slower on my power supply. So I don't chew people up. So that might be part of it that I might just have to crank it to get it to throw that thing. But I might have to go buy some of those 123 mags and see.
0: Yeah, I think it's but like- But the,
1: the moral like, being-
0: a for a box.
1: For you to grab those and to lay into someone's arm for hours- and to make it smooth and consistent and saturated and not chew them up. Like that's a whole fucking talent right there that a lot of people don't possess.
0: Right. And like, I don't, I don't really realize that, but I do, you know, like I don't run around wagging my dick and be like, look at how good I am at this. I just know saturation has been one of the things I've always found very important. Like even on fucking crayon drawings, I don't want the paper showing through at all. You know, some people will fucking lightly dust their crayon. No, bitch. I want I want to fucking wear this crayon down.
4: I'm blending that wax without yeah.
0: and I'm making <laughs> sure it's solid. You, you're gonna see a fucking layer of wax on this fucking piece of paper when I'm done. So I'll like, get I, out I, the paper stumps if I have to. Right. I've always been I've always been real saturated, and that's just like something I enjoy doing. So like it works. So if you're watching this and something that feels simple like is your superpower, like embrace that superpower. Cause it is pretty cool that like, I can do something that's not easy for everyone just as much as other people can do things that aren't easy for me. So it's just kind of nice uh, to do something that feels good, that makes people feel good. Um, and to, to enjoy something that like people want, even though it brings like truckloads of hate. Oh my God, you want to have a field day, go to my TikTok and read the comments. It's fucking ridiculous. Most of the comments are, oh, they're trying to switch teams. They're just trying to say a word they can't say. Oh, they just want to be black. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? I'm telling you, the things that people say. So Instagram is my all love network. Very seldom do I have people coming on Instagram and say, fuck you, you're a piece of trash. TikTok, everybody and their mother wants to tell you what a piece of trash you are. And Facebook- Uh Facebook is like kind of somewhere in between whereas, like it was all love until i started like one of the blackout videos i did blew up to over 4 million so of views mm-hmm. so like a couple of people in there saying some dumb shit but for the most part like it's really good so facebook is like somewhere in between tiktok is the twitter of the fucking video instant inter- internet yeah. world. and then like in- instagram is like my safe space happy space but like one of yeah. my friends she blew up on TikTok and she said TikTok was where the happy people were and Instagram was where the haters were. So it's really fucking weird to see the different levels of following you create. But I've been nurturing my Instagram following for almost 10 years now, probably 10 years now. So like, I think sometimes the following you nurture is the one that treats you the best. Yeah,
4: I focus more on Instagram. I keep forgetting I have a TikTok. Tessa manages my TikTok
0: for me. That's why... So uh, full disclosure, my oldest son uh, he manages my TikTok for me, and I've gotten a couple of videos before him, a couple like hundred thousand, three hundred thousand views. Right, this guy's got me to a video that's over almost four million views now. Another nice. video that's almost three million views, another one that's a little over one million views, and this is all just from him, like curating the content in a way that like. It's similar to how I make my reels on Instagram, but he does it different. And the people love that shit and they fucking eat it up. And like, it's been really cool because I've been able to put some of his songs to some of my videos. And now we're getting, you know, a couple hundred thousand, couple million views to his music. And so it's helping push his stuff. So like as an artist, as a creative type, It is so cool that we have these avenues. And as an old guy, I was very against TikTok because like I'd get a win on TikTok and then they'd shadow ban me and I'd get like 100 views. So it just drove me nuts. He found this way to just keep it working and keep it moving to the point where he Um, just said yesterday he wants to like start managing other people's accounts because like he understands it. And I equated it to when me and him played Tony Hawk Pro Skater together he can make million point combos and I can make hundred thousand point combos. Yeah. And like, there's just certain things that he can do that I can't do. And it's really cool to like peek behind the curtain with that and then bring my kid into the creation process. Cause he's an artist, you know, he's a musician. So like to have him a part of this and then me be a part of his stuff. It's just really cool. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I enjoy very much the way that life's blessings have been playing out. Um, You know, for him, moving to Florida was admitting defeat of the relationship that he was in, and now there's so much good in he and I's relationship, and he, myself, Donna, and the baby's relationship. Like, Donna treats him like her own child, and like, that's a pain point. She really does. does. And like, when, when she says things like mama Donna and whatnot, like, or when he says that, like, I look at him, like hoping that he's not going to feel weird. Cause man, he's had two moms bail on him. One of them came back and the other one still isn't around. So like Jaden to have a mom type in his life. So, you know, having that relationship there and, you know, me having a woman in my life that I can love, trust, honor, and respect, uh, and know that that's going to be there for me. It's like, it's so cool so him moving down here away from that relationship that didn't work has done so much for all of us and all of our own lives it's really it's really fucking great like we're at the convention you remember dusty she was like this is my son's music this is my son's music
1: oh she was she was like spamming tables after they closed the flyers for him and stuff
0: dude and like now she tells people well this is my stepson i was like why do you why'd you start doing that she goes because when I say my son, I'm kind of young, so like I don't want them to think that I have a nine year old that I'm trying to push his music. Like I want them to realize he's a man that makes music, and like it wasn't because That's she fair, thought, you know, like it wasn't because yeah. she stopped wanting to call him son. It was she. It was a marketing technique, you know, and yeah. and she still treats him like her child. So it's beautiful to see how relationships and things can change. And you know, with this TV opportunity that that I talked about. Maybe that can help change certain uh, paradigms in my past uh, moving forward in the future. Who knows? But um, just interesting to see the way that things can change and the way people can show you that there is better out there than what you're used to and what you're scarred by. So, yeah, I know that was kind of an odd tangential thing, but, uh, you know, here we are at 6.30. Finally
1: pulled it from tattoos back to feelings. It worked. Right, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, it is is I've got to pee like a thousand humans. So I'm going go to, I also have to no, pee we went and over.
1: I really want mozzarella sticks. So okay. I get it. You go get your mot sticks.
0: I'm going to go. Yeah, I food. just got you a go text pee. saying food was ready. So here we are. Perfect timing. Amber, thank you for being our honorary co-host all the time. Love the shit out of you. You're fucking amazing thank you for having
4: me. I love you guys too.
0: Dusty. I love you. I appreciate you. Don't
4: forget to send me your addresses. Christmas
0: surprises.
4: I will do that right now, in fact.
0: Yes. Got my phone in my hand. I'm going to go to Instagram, to the messenger right now. And boom. Cool. Got it.
1: Now I can't. I'm on my phone, so I won't do it for a minute, but it'll be here in just a second.
0: I have to do it right now because I'll forget. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you to Gabe Guy, uh, reinventing uh, <laughs> the technological god, <laughs> yeah, right? Everyone from reinventing, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate having a place where we can go talk about feelings, uh, and you know, venture into the unknown of the emotions of the tattooer where not a lot of us do. Um, so uh, yes, you are allowed to talk about feelings. You are allowed to have feelings. You are allowed to cry. You are allowed to scream. You are allowed to feel. Uh, so thank you everyone that helps make this possible. Thank you everyone that watches and participates. Uh, as always, I am Robbie Rapole. He is dusty Pitstick. Uh, and, uh, if you want more of this stuff from me, the rad movement on YouTube all day, every day, I'm actually going to make my Monday post. Uh, after I go pee. So I will be making a video shortly after this. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Thank you Reinventing Gabe Guy and everyone else that's a part of it. Much love to all of y'all and see you soon.